right, can you guys hear me? Yeah. What's up, M12? How are we doing tonight? Come on. Let me hear. A little excitement. Awesome. Good to hear, guys. Well, hey, welcome to our last week of the Camouflage series, right? If you've been new tonight, this series has been all about that not everything is meant to be seen. Now, you guys heard from Nathan Benefield last week, and he talked to you guys about prayer. Well, this week, I kind of want to mix things up a bit and talk about how the things we can't see can often actually take us out. Speaking of things that take us out, who here likes fast food? Little hands raised. And I'm kind of on the, I'm kind of on the ooze side myself. All right, guys, well, I want you to think about the worst fast food place you can think of. And on the count of one, two, on the count of one, two, three, I want you to shout it out. Ready? One, two, three. Let me hear it. Come on. I couldn't hear a single thing you guys said, but I'm assuming, I'm assuming you all said Taco Bell because that was mine. I think, I think, I think Taco Bell, guys, shh, come on, quiet down. I think Taco Bell is hands down the worst fast food place out there. When I see a Taco Bell taco, I think it's like a combination between like dog food and raw sewage. And they threw it together and said, taco. Um, and here's the thing about Taco Bell, guys. Here's the thing about Taco Bell. It might look good on the outside. It might even taste good if you're really desperate. But I think that most of us in here can agree that what makes a Taco Bell taco can take you down from the inside out. Agree with that? Agree with that? Some of you know what I'm talking about. I'm going to leave that, I'm going to leave that out there and leave it said. But anyways, guys, another thing that can take us out from the inside, another thing that can take us out that isn't seen, guys, is worry. I think a lot of us in here are used to being worried. I think that's a common thing we all experience in our lives. I have to fight against it every single day. So today, I want to talk to you guys about worry. Now, I want you to turn to your, in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. You have a Bible. should be a Bible underneath the seat in front of you. It's going to be page 971. Matthew chapter 6, page 971. And while you're turning there, I want to talk to you about another thing real quick. In America, I'm pretty sure we can all agree that it's pretty bad to murder someone, right? I mean, if you go anywhere in America and you ask the people, hey, is it okay to murder someone? They're going to go, no, right? Now, if they don't say that, I'd, I'd, run for, I'd run for my life. Get out of there, right? But um, murder in America is pretty much frowned upon, like a ton. But there's something else that goes on inside of us that also takes us out, and that's just uh, serious as well. I just want to talk to you about that tonight. Look at verse 25 with me real quick. It says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. Pause. Jesus isn't saying you shouldn't worry. Jesus is saying, don't worry. This is a command. Jesus Christ is commanding us not to worry. Now, not, now honestly, personally, I don't really think of worry as some. We, we think of worry, we think of, oh, yeah, that's not good. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry you feel that way. But we never think of it as, no, don't, don't, don't worry. That's sinful. Don't worry. It's a sin against God if you worry. We don't look at it that way. But to worry, do not worry is just as much of a command as do not murder is. And so I want to talk to you guys a little bit more about that. So I want you guys to be honest with me tonight. We're gonna, I'm going to go through a list of things you might worry about. And I want you to raise your hand with me, right, well, when you hear this. Who worries about what other people think about them? Got some hands raised? 
Who thinks, who worries about how much money their family might make sometimes? Still raise your hands. Who worries about being alone the rest of your life? I mean, I don't want to be alone the rest of my life. I mean, that's, I don't want to be alone the rest of my life, right? Who worries about, who worries about Zane leaving One Direction? I sort of, I sort of, I don't really care about One Direction. I just sort of kind of raise my hand to make those of you who do care, you know, feel like not as judged or anything like that. But I don't really care about One Direction. Um, I want you guys to know there's better things in life. So let me read, let me read, let me read the next part of this verse, verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food? and the body more than clothes. Jesus is talking about a lot of the things we see on earth around us. Before we keep going into worry, I should have a slide up there uh, about the definition of what worry means. I know we know what worry means. We think we do, but it would help us to take a look at a definition. It says, worry, give way to anxiety or unease. Allow one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles. And often when we have worry or anxiety in our lives, guys, our way to deal with that is we try to get rid of the things, we try to get rid of the trouble. We try to get rid of our circumstances that we don't like so we don't have to think about them. Because as you guys can see, worry doesn't mean that you have troubles. Worry means what you do with those troubles. You can only worry if you allow your mind to dwell on a difficulty you have in your life. If you just have a problem, you're not worrying. If you think too much about that problem, then you start to worry. And I fall in this crowd too. Oftentimes, I, don't, I look at this and I'm like, man, I got to stop worrying. What in, my life, what in my life needs to go? What in my life needs to change? I need to control my world. And what I want to talk to you guys about tonight as well is that we really cannot control our world. Do you know how I know we can't control our world? Because of Jurassic World. Anyone seen that movie? Seen it? I'm not going to ruin it for you tonight. I'm not going to ruin it for you tonight. But I do have a teaser trailer I want you guys to take a look at and it'll help, you, help us understand who's really in control here. So take a look. So that's Jurassic World for you. And I just had a thought while watching that thing. Okay, there's this giant beast that comes out of the ocean and just kills this shark. And people are going there going, woo! Like, would you, if that actually happened, would you actually sit that close to something like that? No, no way. No way. Well, the reason, the reason I showed this video clip was because no one in that movie was in control of anything. I mean, they're all dying. Like, when everyone in the movie is dying, no one's in control. As a matter of fact, there's a cool, I think there's a good quote from that movie I want to show us real quick. It was from a character named Owen, if we could put that on the screen, about control. The key to enjoy life is accepting that you are really never in control. You're never really in control. But often when we have worry or anxiety in our life, we try to put ourselves in control. We try to change so many things in our life that we actually can't. And when we fail, we end up worrying even more. But there's a different way to attack worry than just trying to be in control. I want to talk to you guys about that tonight. The bottom line tonight, if you, have, if you come away with one thing, just one thing that should be in your notes, just one thing tonight, I want you to get this, all right? Don't judge my handwriting. Upward is greater than downward. Check that out. Write that down in your notes, guys. Upward 
is greater than downward. When some of you saw this, you're probably like, duh, of course you're saying that, Mike. You're six foot four. You look down on everyone. And to that I would say, yes, I do. And it's awesome. And you have to deal with it. Um, Upward is greater than downward. So guys, look at this. Upward, upward. When I mean upward, I mean that our focus, all right, this marker's not that great. Our focus is on God. When our focus is upward, it's on God. When it's downward, it's on the earth. Okay? Upward is greater than downward. When we focus on God in our life to deal with our anxiety and our worry more than we do focusing on the things around us, we'll actually defeat worry in our life. It'll be destroyed and replaced with a peace that is indescribable. And the reason I'm here talking to you guys tonight is because there is a peace that God has to offer to you that is so great, so, ch- so world-shattering, life-changing, that we can't even describe it. Scripture says we can't even describe it. I have, I have experienced this Tons of times in my life, and I want you to experience this too. We don't have to let our lives be ruled by worry and anxiety. So try to pay attention tonight as we go through this, please. Now, here's the thing about downward. You guys see that? This is your next blank, right? Downward leads to worry. The thing about downward is, is that when we focus on the things around us on this earth, do I have a girlfriend? No. Do I have a boyfriend? No. Do I, look, do I look really cool? Do I have the best shoes? Do I have the best clothes? What do people think about me? Right? We focus on these problems or these insecurities that we have. That is thinking downward, and that just drags us into a deeper spiral of worry and anxiety. Let me read verse 26. Matthew, there goes my basketball. Matthew 26. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Guys, we see birds every day. We see animals outside every day. And God in this verse is promising, hey, listen, I take care of things that don't even matter compared to you. You walk outside, I'm taking care of creation. I'm providing for them. You see the squirrel that gets food, the squirrel that gets the nut. I'm ensuring that my creation, that nature runs its course and I'm taking care of them. Why are you so bent on worrying about the things in this life you can't even control that you're not willing to trust in me. If I take care of animals, how much more am I going to be willing to take care of you? And too often, guys, we don't realize how valuable we are to God. But Jesus in this passage continues, right? Verse 27. Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? No. Never in the history of mankind has a person ever improved his or her situation by worrying about something. Worrying accomplishes nothing. It doesn't get you to where you need to go. It doesn't get you to where God wants you to go. Worrying literally does nothing but destroys and takes yourself down from the inside out. And Christ here says, which of you by worrying has ever even added an hour to your life? You can't even add an hour to your life. What makes you think you, you you can take control of your life by worrying? It doesn't work. But there's more hope later in the passage. We're going to keep reading, all right? Verse 27. Sorry, verse 28. And why do you worry about clothes? Jays, your kicks, Nikes. Why do you worry about clothes, your shirt, your hats, your jewelry? You could probably even lump cell phones, technology in there. Why do you worry about your clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. 
Yet I tell you that not even Solomon, Solomon was one of the richest men in the history of the world. He was also the wisest man in the history of the world, other than Jesus himself. I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Guys, God takes care of birds and grass. Why would we not trust him with taking care of ourselves? He is so much more kind, so much more loving, so much more faithful to us than that. And this is where I want to take us with upward. So you guys see, if we go downward, if we focus on the things on this earth, wrong marker, focus on the things on this earth, right, relationships, clothes, what I have, what I don't have, it doesn't change our situation. It makes us even more worried and drags us into a cycle we'll never get out of. But God provides a solution. Upward. Think about God. Think about what is unseen rather than what is seen. Verse 33, sorry, verse 31. Let's listen to this real quick. So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear, right? Just kind of addressing the same thing. Verse 32, and I want you guys to listen to this part. For the pagans run after these things. The pagans run after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. Guys, pagans just mean, pagans is another word for someone who just doesn't know Jesus personally. For someone who doesn't love and follow Christ. That is what Jesus is talking about when he says a pagan. And so he says the pagans run after this earth, these things I'm talking about, your shoes, your clothes, your relationships, you know, where, what about your future? What about your past? You worry about the stuff. People who aren't Christians, they're the ones who dwell on this stuff because, guys, this is as close to heaven as they're ever going to get. They don't know Jesus, and so they don't have a heavenly perspective. They don't think about the life afterward, or they have no hope in the life after this one. And so they think, man, this is, i got to make as much of my life as I can right now, so I have to focus on these things and try to fulfill me and try to satisfy me. And as soon as they do that, they just cause more worry and more worry and more worry. And guys, in my life, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, old, I'm not too old. I'm turning 23 next week. Happy birthday, me, right? Happy birthday, Mike. Woo. Yeah. But I've lived long enough, I've lived long enough to see a difference between Christians and non-Christians. Ge- Hello. Um, generally, Christians, all right, guys, come on, really then. Generally, Christians do not worry about the things that impact them in life as much as non-Christians do. And that's because we have a hope and we have a helper that is greater than the circumstances that we're in. So think upward, gaze upward, look to God. Verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Now we're going to hit that in a second. All right. Bryson Becker. Where are you, man? Put your hand up. You're not Bryson Becker. Bryson Becker? Where is he? Right here? All right, come on up, Bryson. Come on, buddy. All right, so I was searching before. Before I came on stage today, I was like, I need to find a guy who can spin a basketball on his finger. And Bryson, I think, can spin a basketball on his finger. So Bryson, I want you to show off your skills to everybody right now. Come on. Come on, spin on your finger. All right, keep going. Come on. There we go. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Come on, cry. Hey, come on. Boost them up. Come on. Cheer them on. Come on. All right. Keep going. All right. Keep doing it as long as you can. I'm going to keep talking. You can't? You can't do it anymore? That's all right. All right. Give me the ball back. Hey, give it up for Bryson, guys. Come on. That's good. See, I can't, even, I can't even do it for more than like 
three seconds. But um, the reason why I wanted Bryson to do that was because I wanted to prove a point to you guys. We're sitting here talking about how active God is, how much God wants you to focus on him, to gaze upward so you're not steeped in worry. And a lot of you guys probably look at God kind of like a top, right? You spin a top, you watch the top, and it just spins on its own until it spins out and it's not spinning anymore. But God's more like a basketball player like Bryson. You're like God, Bryson. I'm just kidding. God's more like Bryson spinning a basketball on his finger. You see, a basketball player, when he's spinning the ball on his finger, can't just let the ball sit there and forget about it. The basketball player has to keep, keep paying attention to the ball, keep moving the ball, keep balancing the ball in order for the ball to stay on top. God is the same way with us. God is so interested in you personally. God is in, so in love with you personally that God is constantly working, even in the minor details of your life, to keep you afloat. God's word says that God holds all things together in him. I am fully convinced that, I will, that none of us will fully be able to understand how much God loves you and how, how intimately, how interested he is in you, how often he's keeping, how often he keeps spinning your ball until we're in heaven because God is involved in every single facet, every single area of your life. That's how much God cares about you. So we're talking about this lesson. Don't think, you know what, oh, you know, God's just kind of removed. God, you know, God... You know, sure, maybe, maybe, maybe going upward might help, but God doesn't care that much. God cares incredibly. And to think otherwise of God is a lie. All right? And I can tell you in my personal life, there's been so many times in my life, guys, where I was so overwhelmed with worry and anxiety. I was at the bottom of the pit. I had nowhere to go. But God, and as soon as I came to God, as soon as I was like, you know what, I'm not going to focus on the circumstances that are frustrating me, that are causing me anxiety. I'm not going to try to control my environment. I'm not going to try to do this on my own. I'm not going to try to fix and get rid of my problems that I can't. I'm going to trust God instead because he's the only one who can manage them. Man, I will tell you, I have had a level of peace and joy in my life because of what Jesus has done in my life that I cannot describe it to you. And this is promised for you as well. Take it from someone who's been there. And so in light of this, okay, Michael, I want to I I have this upward gaze now. I don't want to look, I don't want to get so caught up in the problems I have on earth that I just keep worrying and worrying again. Michael, how do I get rid of this worry in my life? Well, let me show you guys. I want to introduce something to you. This is the last blank, should be the last blank on your, on your list. This is the do part, okay? And the do part is, Seek him first. Seek him first. Let me go back to this Bible passage. Verse 33. I'm going to repeat this again. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So when God says, hey, I want to take care of your worry. I want to take care of your anxiety. Your life, you're having a tough time with your life. Let me make it better. Seek first my kingdom and seek my righteousness. What it means to seek God's kingdom, guys, that can be kind of vague. It might confuse you guys. As we're seeking God's rule, we're seeking God to be glorified. We're seeking God to be made much of in our hearts, in our minds, and in other people's hearts and minds as well. We're doing what is best for God's kingdom, for, for, for the people of God, for other Christians, when we put God's kingdom first. And the other one, seek God's righteousness, is for us to try to become more like God by growing in a relationship with him. 
And this is what I really, really want to get to tonight. This is the core Bible passage I want you to come away with because this is how we seek God's kingdom first and seek his righteousness first. It's Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by every, do not be anxious about anything, anything. There is nothing in your life that you should be anxious about. This is a commandment. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, every single one, there are no exceptions. Every situation, by prayer and petition, that means just coming to God and offering him your requests. By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends or surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And guys, this is a Bible passage I have to come back to every single day, every single time I have to worry. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, present your request to God. Guys, if you have a problem in your life, if you have a problem in your life, maybe you just got dumped, you know, maybe, uh, maybe you just got dumped. Maybe, you have, maybe you're having some serious family issues that maybe you just can't talk about. Maybe the kids at school just don't, maybe you're not fitting in in a social group at school. You know, maybe there's some people who are bullying you, being jerks to you. Maybe you feel, maybe you feel like you're not wanted and you're struggling with depression. God's answer to this is prayer. And it sounds so simple and you guys hear this stuff all the time and that's why it's so dangerous for you because you hear it all the time, you become numb to it and you don't get it. All prayer is is coming before God one-on-one and just sharing your life with him, sharing your problems with him, talking to God, listening to God, and also remembering that God loves you so much, thanking God for what he's already done in your life. If you're a Christian, he's saved you, he's redeemed you, he's providing for you. Always be thankful of God, but come to God. And he says, the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. This is not a, hey, maybe come to me. Hey, I'm God. Maybe come to me and maybe I'll give you some peace. Maybe something will happen, but we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll figure this out, maybe. This is a guaranteed thing. This isn't something, oh, I might try this out and maybe something will happen. God promises this to you. God is standing in front of you with his arms wide open. He's just saying, come to me. Come to me. I see you. I care so much about you. And I see you worrying and, and, and struggling. And you're anxious about all these things in your life. I'm looking at your Instagram account. And you're posting all these insecure stuff all the time because you, you want people to approve of you. Maybe your parents don't approve of you. I approve of you. Come to me. God's saying, come to me. I want to give you what you need. I have everything that you need. Come to spend some time with me in prayer. I have peace to give you. Just come to me. And guys, we break God's heart. When we go to other things first to deal with our worry rather than him. When we decide, you know what? My life stinks right now. I'm going to try to solve it with another boyfriend. I'm going to try to solve it with another girlfriend. You know, you know who those people are. But if you're one of them, I want, to, I want to share this with you. I hope this benefits you. And for some of you guys, you guys aren't Christians. For some of you guys, you guys don't know Jesus. Um, and so honestly... None of the passages I've shared with you really do anything for you yet. Um, there's, I, know there's, I know there's a lot of people in here probably don't know Jesus. 
who probably don't care enough about Jesus, who probably haven't surrendered their lives to Jesus. And the reason why God is so willing to help you, hey, just gaze at me, look at me, I want to help you, I want to deal with your worry in your life, I can solve your life, come to me, is because God did the ultimate act, the ultimate act of service to us. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins. God knew how much we were going to worry. God took every, guys, listen to me. God took every single thing, every single worry, every single disobedience we've had in our lives. Every time we went to the earth instead of him, God took all of that, put it on his perfect son, Jesus, had him killed in our place. A perfect man, God. Think about God. God became a man. His name was Jesus. He came to earth. He lived the perfect life for the sole purpose of dying for your sins. And rising again three days later, he came to the earth so that you could have eternal life with him. And the only way any of this is going to work, the only way any of this is going to work, the only way you'll ever get over anxiety, the way you'll ever get over worry, anything in your life, is if you come and accept Jesus Christ first. Jesus Christ died for you. God died for you. Think about that. We hear this all the time. And it just passes over our minds and our hearts and we just don't care and we keep living anyways. Guys, God has so much joy. He has so much peace to give you. And I know there's a lot of you in here who just don't have that. And so I want us to do right now is I want us to bow our heads and close our eyes. I want us to bow our heads and close our eyes. And I'm going to offer up two prayers tonight. But before I do, I just want to see, I just want to see some hands. Are you... Eyes, eyes closed, heads bowed. If you're struggling with something in your life that is causing you immense amounts of worry or anxiety, feel free to raise your hand. This is not a judgmental place. Maybe you have family problems. Maybe you just have issues, insecurities. Raise your hands. I see them. Thanks, guys, for being honest. All right, you guys can put them down. I'm not going to make you guys raise your hands for the second one, but I want you to think about this between you and God yourself. Eyes Heads bowed, eyes closed. Maybe you don't know Jesus Christ tonight. Maybe you're struggling with all this worry and this pain in your life and you're trying to get out of it and you're trying to find the next strategy, the next tactic, the next thing you can get that can maybe change your life and it's not working. But God's here. God knows. He sent his son Jesus to die for you. Maybe you haven't accepted Jesus. In that case, I want you to know that all you need to do is go to God and just say, God, I realize I'm a sinner. God, I need your help. I believe that Jesus Christ came and died for my sins. Would you please come into my life and would you please forgive me? And guys, if that's something that you want to do, come after the service, talk to me, talk to one of our leaders in the black shirts, talk to Stephen. We'd love to help you out with that. But anyways, I'm going to say a prayer for the rest of us tonight and then we're going to break. Stephen's going to come up and do announcements. And I really hope you guys just are able to take this home with you. So let's pray. God, Lord, you are holy. You are righteous. You are awesome. You are the answer to our every need and our every worry. And God, I need you every single day. And God, I confess my own sin that all too often, Father, I try to go to other things. I try to look downward instead of upward, God, when I'm struggling with worry in my life. And God, I just saw tons of hands come up of students who are struggling with worry and anxiety. And Father, I just pray, Lord, please help us. Please help us to remember that, God, if we just come to you in prayer, if we just come to you and give you our problems, share them with you, 
If we just start focusing on you, on your kingdom, trying to grow closer to you, then God, you promise that you'll give us this peace. So Father, I pray for all the souls, all the students in here tonight who are struggling, God, who are struggling, they don't know where to go. I pray that they will come to you. I pray that they would submit themselves to you, that they would love you. And for the students, God, who do not know you, Father, I pray, Lord, that they would give their life over to Jesus. I pray they do it tonight, Lord Jesus Christ. God, I know that you can make this happen. I know that you can do this. So, Father, I don't know where every student is in here, but they know. It's between them and you, and I pray, Lord, that, that, that if they are a Christian, that they would start looking upward and give their anxiety, give their worry to you. And if they're not a Christian, they would give themselves to you first. Thank you, God, that you are so good to us. And in Christ's name I pray, amen.